Hi, welcome to You, Me, and TV. I'm Mike. I'm Gia. And today we're going to be talking about the pilot episode of Master of None. Yeah, Master of None is a Netflix original created by Aziz Ansari, who also stars in it, and Alan Yang. It premiered November 6, 2015. It's got two seasons, but today we're talking about the pilot episode titled Plan B. Mm-hmm. So we always start off reading the Netflix description or whatever streaming service it's on, and this is on Netflix, and the Netflix description says, Great friends, hot new dining spots, spontaneous adventures. He's living his best life, but he's ready to level up. He sure is. I think he is. He is. He is. Yeah. So this stars Aziz Ansari as Dev. Mm-hmm. He's living in New York City. Mm-hmm. He's sort of a struggling actor, kind of. Yeah, yeah, struggling in that he's not like famous, but he he's seems done to commercial be, work. Yeah, he's doing well enough. Like people recognize him from a yogurt commercial. He they was do. In. That would be exciting. He's got a super cool apartment. He does have a nice apartment. Yeah, the so furniture and the apartments, all that in this show. It's great. Fantastic. Yeah, he's eating a lot of fancy pasta all the time. He he is. We'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get into it. All right. So hey, this one starts off. Well, it starts off with a bang. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> yeah, I liked it. So it starts off, you see Dev and, and a lady. Mm-hmm, Rachel. And Rachel. And um, the they're they're being intimate with each other. Mm-hmm, it's like a one night stand. It's, sort of. It's they just it's, they just I met, think that, he met night. Her that night. They met yeah. her that night, yeah. Yeah. And uh, he has an issue. The condom breaks. Yeah. And they, they have this this uh, debate about whether or not You they, can get pregnant from that. Yeah. Because they, he's not finished. Right, right, yeah. So they Google it. They which, Google it. They try to figure it out. The, yeah, he so says, it's like very true to real life. Like, it is true to real life. Everything. He says at one point, he says, um, because you know they were kind of in the process but not finished, and he says, oh, but there's those little guys that come out before the big party, <laughs> yeah. and they want to make sure that those little guys that come out before the big party can't get you pregnant. But when they're Googling it, they, just, they figure out that uh, it might. Yeah, it's possible. So they decide to um, go get the morning after pill. They do. Before they do that, too, when they're trying to figure it out, he talks about he has a friend where they got pregnant off of that. Oh, yeah. And she goes, that sounds anecdotal. And he's like, no, I know this guy. That actually mm-hmm. happened. And she's like, that's what anecdotal is. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I was confusing that with an urban legend, <laughs> the word anecdotal. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good line. That's, yeah. Um, that's a weird thing to confuse, but I like it. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> so they go to the pharmacy and they show up and the pharmacist knows yeah, exactly he, what he they like want. He like takes one look at them and then hands them the plan B pill, which is really funny. <laughs> and they're like really awkward and um, Dev asks Rachel if they want to like pick up any snacks while they're there and he ends up getting this like fancy apple juice. Yeah, Martinelli's apple juice. Yeah, which, okay, what what are your thoughts on the etiquette of buying actual groceries at the pharmacy counter because i'm always like i know you can do it but i'm like is everybody gonna hate me if i check out with my groceries well i think if you've only counter? got a couple of things i think you can do that a little add-on where purchase. do you draw the line like how many items are okay Ooh, i think if you're doing all your shopping and then going up to the pharmacy counter i don't think that's good i can't I would, go up there with a full cart it's a similar to a uh, express line or whatever so you 15 know? items or less 15 items or less is okay. what's acceptable because you can also check out at like customer service desks at places too I don't think I've ever been to a customer service desk. Well, I don't think a lot of people from our generation go to customer service desks <laughs> no, very often. No, we don't often. want to talk to anybody. It's, it's not a fun <laughs> thing. Yeah. No. Anyways, after the scene at the pharmacy, they get back into their Uber, and they're they're heading to drop Rachel off. 
and um, they kind of leave it as a let's keep in touch. So it's kind mm-hmm. of a one night stand that we we don't know where this yeah, relationship's going to get awkwardly. But I will say, I thought it was nice that he went with her to go get the the morning after pill. He I didn't think just so. Send her on his own. That yeah, was it, chivalrous. I would say so. I think <laughs> yeah. it's you know at first I think she seemed a little kind of turned off by the fact that he wanted to like you know, make sure nothing was going to happen. Cause she was like, it's, I'm fine. I'm not going to get pregnant. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think they were concerned, both it, of them. Yeah. So. It was responsible. Yeah. And he's a nice guy. It seemed like, you know, maybe there's something there. Maybe there's not that they did just leave it. Yeah. Let's keep in touch. And we don't see her for the rest of the episode. And you know, I don't want to spoil things, but it does, you know, she might return. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so after that, uh, Oh, and just, let's just talk about the girl who plays Rachel. That's mm-hmm. Noel Wells. Yeah. I hope I'm saying her name right because I feel like when I looked it up, there were like two dots over the E. <laughs> yeah. I don't I, know what that means. Noel Wells? I assumed Noeda? it was Noel, but I'm not really Could sure. Could just be Noel, I suppose. I, it's possible. Well, I don't know what those dots mean, but um, we've seen her. We saw her in another movie that we watched that was on Netflix that she wrote, directed, and starred in, which is called Mr. Roosevelt. Yeah, which... Um, it's about a sick cat. It is. So it's a little sad it's on that level. It's a little sad. Be careful. But Watch I, again. I, I thought it was a fun movie, though. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I think she she wrote that, right? Wrote, directed, and starred in it. Yeah. yeah she's also a um, singer-songwriter, and she released some music recently that I really like. So. Yeah? Is it yeah, on Spotify? She, Can I listen yeah. to it there? Yeah. Well, she's I, very talented. Hey, there you go. She's I also, like her all the way around. She's also a voice actress, and she's on the uh, Cartoon Network series Craig of the Creek, and she's the voice of Kelsey, one of the main characters, and... I've watched that show a little bit with our with our baby. It's a little for older kids than for a baby, but uh, the guy who does the music on that show is in a punk band that I like. So, okay. uh, you know, I checked out <laughs> Craig of the Creek. It's an enjoyable show on Cartoon Network. I think uh, I think all ages can enjoy it, but she's one of the main characters on that. Yeah, so, she, so that's Rachel. That's Rachel. So next, speaking of music and things like that, we've got the opening credit sequence, which is awesome. Yeah, it's it makes you feel like you're watching like a really classy movie, like you're watching a Woody Allen movie before it became inappropriate to watch Woody Allen movies. That's you know? right. Um, it, and it's every episode of Master of None has like the same like title card where it just comes up and says like Master of None and then the episode title. I love but shows it, that give you the episode title at the beginning. Yeah. I think that's cool. You're going to name episodes tell us the episode title don't just put it on the info or put it on when the menu screen i want to know what it's called we were watching recently we've been watching the uh the disappearance of madeline mccann on netflix Mm -hmm. and they tell you the episode titles on that in the very beginning and i just think it's cool it sets it up yeah yeah it's important somebody put a lot of thought somebody put some thought in the episode title put it out there yeah but master of none they so they always have the the title of the show and the episode title but every episode it like appears in a different way i think like the the lettering is like a different color i think so and there's different music playing what's the song that's playing in this one it's a it's like a french rock song from like the 1960s called il est cinq heures paris s'éveille which means it is five o'clock paris awakens oh wow (laughs) i didn't know you knew what that meant (laughs) well wikipedia informed me that that's what it means i thought you spoke a little you know what i knew the whole thing except s'éveille i had to look that part up but um and the song is by jacques dutronc just so you know i like all the music in this show the music in this show is fantastic you should find like a spotify master of none playlist and listen to it you will feel so classy oh man drink some and it's diverse too you got french music you it's got, all kinds of oh, stuff man. yeah 
It's great. Yeah, so, and then after it gives you the title of the episode, like Gia was saying before, you've got the Woody Allen kind of opening credits almost, where mm-hmm. they give you the cast, the creator, the writer, the director, all on the screen, Yeah. Um, you know, in the beginning of the episode, which I like too, because I, well, for one, I like to see who's in the episode. It's kind of cool to see it mm-hmm. ahead of time too, because you're like, oh, they're going to be in this? Yeah. That's kind of fun. But then also, when you're watching things on Netflix, the credits start at the end, and then like three seconds into it, Oh, it, gets it just goes off. to the next yeah. episode. It's like I kind of wanted to hear some music and watch the credits and mm-hmm. see kind of who's in this show. So um, I appreciate that opening credits sequence. Mm-hmm. I like it. Me too. All right. So after that, we now see Dev, Aziz Ansari, in a restaurant. And he's hanging out with two of his best friends. Mm-hmm. You got Arnold, played by Eric Warheim. I think I'm saying that right. Yeah. And he, I think he's my favorite person from the whole series, I'm going to well, say. He's my favorite character. If I had to guess why, I could probably <laughs> guess why. The dude's like almost seven feet tall. He is and like I seven know feet tall. you like them tall boys. Well, he also kind of reminds me of Snuffleupagus, so I'm not oh. going to say that well, I know I'm you like them to him. tall Muppets. <laughs> but I do are think he's Muppet? really funny. Snuffleupagus? Yeah. 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 He lives on Sesame Street, but those yeah. are Muppets, right? Those are Muppets. Yeah, They're I know it's Jim all Jim Henson. Things. Yeah. Counts as a Muppet to That's me. That's right. Yeah. Eric Warheim is uh, from Tim and Eric, if you're familiar with that. I've never watched Tim and Eric except for I watched one episode because it's an adult swim show mm-hmm. and it's very strange. Um, but I watched one episode because they had Tommy Wiseau from The Room, which if you don't know oh. The Room, look up The Room, Tommy Wiseau. But they yeah. had him on there. It was very strange, though. I did not really <laughs> I think enjoy I might have watched that with you. I think I recorded yeah. it back on the old DVR in like 2009 or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, he's fantastic. Yeah, he's really funny in this. And then, um, so you got Dev and you got Arnold, Eric Warheim. And then you've also got Denise, played by Lena Waith. I think I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm. And, and she's the star of a, an Amazon Prime series, right? No, she is the creator of a Showtime series. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, called The Chai. And um, I'm not sure if she's in it. I don't think she's in it. I have not watched it, but I, I oh. know she's the creator of it. Okay. Yeah. And she's also, uh, she's written on Master of None as well. I believe she wrote the Thanksgiving episode that won Oh, that's a good episode that kind point. of features her character. And she's yeah. really funny on, on Master of None. Yeah, she's great. She's sort of been almost like the breakout star of this, this show because mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I, I mean, I haven't seen her on anything before it, and I guess I saw Arnold some things after it. So, yeah, she's she's great in it too. See, so you've got Dev, Dev, Arnold, and Denise, and they're hanging out, and they're kind of talking about the the possibilities of having kids because yeah, Dev's, because Dev kind of tells them about the scare from the night before. Right. And side note too, we mentioned it before, but the episode title is Plan B, and yeah. um, there's you know you can imagine many reasons why it may be Plan B based on. You know, they got the morning after pill and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, and I think they talk about in this this scene with the three friends right now, they're like, plan B is a stupid name for this pill. Is plan A having kids? Because that's terrible. Yes, <laughs> I think Arnold says that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're talking about having kids, and Dev, he, he's thinking, you know, on the one hand, it could be great. It could be a wonderful experience. Yeah. And then he's got this quote, and it's sort of him and Arnold talking back and forth, and he says... All right, so later tonight, I want to get some pasta. Now, if I have a kid, I can't go. I got to scramble to find a sitter or something. What if I don't find a sitter, huh? Then what? I'm not eating the pasta? That sounds horrible. <laughs> and then right afterwards with a pretty, just pretty deadpan delivery, uh, Arnold says, that said, I do know some parents who still eat pasta. Yeah. <laughs> Arnold's my favorite. It's great. Speaking of parents who eat pasta... We actually went out and ate pasta tonight, and we got a 10-month-old kid. That's right. We yeah. went out to a fancy restaurant. Yeah. Now, the difference being 
we don't live in the big city and no. our parents live like 10 minutes away so they mm-hmm. are graciously babysitting the baby for the evening but yeah. uh so if you're gonna have kids plan a should be live nearby your parents live nearby your parents yeah. <laughs> get them free babysitters That's shout right. out to vicky yep <laughs> vicky and lou thanks a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> um and then so anyways after that we see well they're talking about their friend kyle Kyle mm-hmm. is sort of, I guess, maybe the fourth member of this group who's drifted apart since he's gotten married, and now he's had a kid, and his kid is turning one year old, and um, they're having a birthday party, I think they said like next weekend or something like that, mm-hmm. and he's asking if, if uh, Dev is asking if Denise and Arnold want to come along, Denise is not into it. <laughs> Hard pass on a, <laughs> a one-year-old's birthday party, yes. which, by the way, we're, we're getting ready for our baby's one-year birthday right. and i'm i'm kind of struggling with like who should we invite and who should we not invite because i don't want people to have that reaction i don't yeah, want to invite like, people to something they want to go like, to cut. now i've got to go to this one-year-old's birthday party because we like we don't have a lot of friends who have kids so it's like do they really want to come to this birthday party but then if we don't invite them is it like why didn't they invite me to the, their baby's birthday party? It's a complicated like thing. So yeah, it's I, like a lose-lose situation yeah. for me. I remember going to my friend's kid's birthday and it I don't he wasn't one, he was a little older than that, but we all went to Magic Mountain and um I don't even know what the kid was doing. I, I ended up playing miniature <laughs> golf with uh with with my friend Anthony's mom and, and my friend Doug. So uh, you guys had a nice time though. I remember you it was a lot me. of it was fun. fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. I don't know what the kid was doing because we were out there playing mini golf. But uh, anyways, speaking of fun things that you can do at a party, this party has a bounce house at it. Yeah. And there's a great shot where when he's given the final pitch to Arnold. He tells him there's going to be a bounce house there. And then there's this shot of Dev and Arnold where it's just like a shot of both of their heads and, and their hands. I think maybe they're looking at each other and they're they go smiling. and they go at the same time. Bounce house. That's a good shot. You <laughs> yeah. can really see their friendship from that. And then there's some other parts later on. And, and that's one thing I like about it a lot. And that continues into season two when they're they're having some adventures in season two. You really get the sense mm-hmm. this, is a, this is a fun friendship that two of them have. Yeah, they're really cute. They're also, cute one friends. of them is very tall and one of them is very small. It's adorable. <laughs> yeah. So the next scene. Yeah, they, so Arnold's sold on going to the party. Oh, yeah. Denise is not. No. That's where we leave this scene. The next scene, they're at a toy store. And it's like this very hipstery toy store you pointed out that it kind of looks like a toy store here in columbus sort yeah of. cub shrub which is a super cool kids store here all the, in town all the toys look like just they could be decor in your house yeah <laughs> some of them i think we did use them did basically as decor in our house. <laughs> i don't know how interested the baby is in them but i think they look really cool i love them i think they're awesome yeah so we see the them in there arnold they're shopping for the birthday party they're going to right arnold uh notices they've got one of those giant floor pianos like from like big. big yeah like from the toy was that toys r us in new york city which i heard that closed down i'm not sure but we've was been to that toys, toys r us or was it the fao schwartz oh you know what it might not even be a real toy store or was big. it what's it called fao in... schwartz is in oh wait what's the one no, in home alone that's what i'm trying to think of what's it called in that <laughs> i'm not sure but it's not duncan's actually... toy chest yes <laughs> which is not real well we've been to <laughs> the toy store uh, fao schwartz we've been to both yeah and um i remember seeing people dancing i think they were i feel like 
I don't know if I was with you or if I was by myself because there's some times when we were in New York City when you were living there that I was just hanging out by myself and I remember mm-hmm. seeing break dancers on the uh, on the long piano like in front oh, of the window. Oh, you must have been there by yourself. I don't remember that. It was That's cool. very cool. Well, Arnold's just kind of hopping up and down on the yeah. piano. Those things <laughs> Ar- are fun. Arnold, who is a giant man, too. I just want to reiterate <laughs> the fact that he's very large. And so in this scene, we're seeing him on a on a piano in a toy store for kids we'll later see him in a bounce house he goes into a lot of places that are probably just for kids for someone who doesn't want kids he himself is quite a big kid yeah he's a kid at heart and as he's jumping around on that piano uh, a woman walks into the store and it's an ex-girlfriend devs yeah and they have uh, a little bit of a conversation catching up a little bit and um, she talks about how she recently got married and Mm -hmm. um, she says and I'll read this quote from the show she says Oh, he's a lawyer. He's from Connecticut. And we just bought a house in Montauk, which is really great because we both like the outdoors, camping, hiking, all that. And Dev goes, cool, that's great. Sounds like a nice white family. And then she goes, he's black. (laughs) And he kind of awkwardly is like, oh, that's nice too. Good for you. Dating more minorities. (laughs) Yeah, Dev, by the way, is Indian, played by Aziz. Played by Aziz Ansari. And you know what I'm noticing as I'm reading these quotes is that I'm sort of shifting into an Aziz voice, and um, I'm not going full on in it, and (laughs) and I feel like I'm in an area where I don't want to be, so I'm just going to try to read it like normal. (laughs) Speaking of his voice, we were watching another show recently, the show Forever on, on Amazon. Yeah, there's a show called Forever on Amazon that's, co-created by alan yang who's one of the co-creators of master of none yeah and briefly in one of the episodes there's this guy that you know he's he's indian he doesn't look that much like like aziz Aziz. but he sounded just like yeah and we were like is that aziz (laughs) yeah is he wearing like prosthetics he doesn't look like himself but that sounds exactly like aziz we googled it it's his brother yeah sorry his brother his brother aniz ansari (laughs) And um, he also wrote two episodes of Master and None as well. So not this episode, but he's a writer and, and I guess a frequent collaborator with uh, Aziz Ansari. So yeah. that's fun. He's got a younger brother that he, uh, you know, makes shows with and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, anyway, back at the toy store, eventually, I, you know, I didn't write this part down in my notes here. There's a little interaction about Arnold's dead lizard, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because... <laughs> his dead lizard has the same name as um, Dev's ex-girlfriend's... Uh, uh, kid, because she's yeah, a kid. Lucian. Lucian. Yeah, Lucian. which did you think, at first I thought that Arnold was just kind of being a jerk about how she named her kid Lucian, because he, he like asks her what her kid's name is, and she's like, Lucian. And he's like, Lucian? You named your baby Lucian? Yeah, <laughs> and she's he did. Like, and she's like, yes, I did. But it turns out he was he was just interested because he had a lizard that was also named Lucian. <laughs> but I at first thought that he was just like, well, Lucian's a stupid name. <laughs> it did seem like that. Arnold's yeah. a real quirky individual. When he meets her, he, he says, DiGiorno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which kind of reminded me of how... We um oh, we sometimes to... greet each other with Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. <laughs> Which just the, those are both things that sound like Italian greetings, but they're they are not. They are not. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, there was a fun beeping noise in the background. Yeah. There. Which of our appliances is that? I'm, Do you want to take I'm a guess? Sure. That was the coffee maker. That was the coffee maker. Telling us that it's, it's turning off. Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. It's been brewed for two hours. <laughs> I never know what our appliances are trying to say. Well. 
you know, it is what it is. Speaking of being in the kitchen, you know what's in the kitchen is Gogurt. And mm. um, we will learn a little bit more about Dev's experience um, on a Gogurt commercial um, because in this next scene, we're at the birthday party. Mm -hmm. And one of the first things, we'll get into the birthday party, but there's a scene, he gets recognized at the birthday party. This man <laughs> kind of runs up to him and is like, you're the guy in the Gogurt commercial. <laughs> what, what, you get hooked up with Gogurt for life after that? And Dev's like, oh no, not really. And he goes, I had a friend that uh, was in a combos commercial, combos for life. He changed, man. And then the guy just walks <laughs> off silently. <laughs> like, did he eat so many combos that he got like sick? Or I, I or what? Or did it go to his, his head? The fame went to his head. The fame went to his head. That'll happen. Okay. Anyway, so this birthday party. This is like, I don't know. I know it's in New York. I, if I had to guess, it's like hipster Brooklyn area I, I because so. this, this is, is a like hipstery, fancy. Queens birthday party yeah it's all outdoors it looks a little cold at this party it does everybody's like kind of bundled up i guess yeah but i guess small small housing but it's elaborate right there's like a lot of decorations there's a bounce house there's a bounce house a there's stuff hanging from the trees one year old's birthday party yeah well, ours is not gonna be this elaborate i'll tell you that much it is it <laughs> is not so that this is their friend kyle um his party for his kid and uh at one point dev's talking to kyle and kyle's talking about how great it is you know it's mm -hmm. tough but uh he was feeding his child in the middle of the night and his, his kid looked up at him with a big smile and you know mm -hmm. it's all worth it and dev says uh wow that's that's amazing and, and then he goes the highlight of my year was when i crashed zachary quinto's halloween party <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds pretty cool. It does sounds, sound actually it, really cool. That would be the highlight of my life, and I do have a kid. So. If you don't know who Zachary Quinto is, I think he plays Spock in the new Star Trek movies. <laughs> we just saw him recently in that real weird movie, Aardvark. Oh, oh with John yeah. Hamm. That was a mistake. That was a weird movie. Like watching it was a mistake. <laughs> Making it was probably a mistake for everyone involved. Don't yeah. watch Aardvark. Don't watch the movie Aardvark. Watch Master of None Don't instead. get fooled by John Hamm being in that. <laughs> yeah. Now, have we mentioned John Hamm on every episode of the podcast or just most of the episodes? I think just most of the episodes, but let's make it a point to mention him in all of it. <laughs> I think we should. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so after Dev is talking to Kyle about fatherhood and that kind of thing, there's this mm -hmm. dream sequence sort of thing where Dev is imagining his his sort of perfect family kind of yeah. life and it's this 1950s kind of I'll say Mad Men John Hamm yeah like kind as of. he's like comes home from work and his two kids like run up to him and he's like spins them around and they <laughs> and I think it's set in the 1950s this daydream I think so yeah yeah and uh, we'll get another daydream a little bit later on that's a little <laughs> bit different so but after that little dream sequence we see Dev's friend, Dev's friend, Dev's friend, Amanda shows up with her kids. Her kids are a little older, probably like six, seven, four, probably. something like that. I, think six, seven I don't know how old more, kids are. Yeah, I don't know. Six, seven, eight, nine. But, like uh, you know, she shows up and uh, she's got her kids there and. You know, Dev's like, wow, he's like a real, he's like a real boy now, real kid, mm -hmm. and he's just great. And she's like, you're not around him all the time. And and they talk about this thing called poop shoes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where her kid like poops in her shoes. He's kind of a jerk. It does seem <laughs> like kind of a jerk, and you'll see yeah. some other things he does that's kind of kind of weird a little bit later on. And so Dev uh, kind of leaves the party. Well, I guess Arnold 
bounce houses for a while, and he Arnold does. just left at the party. Never, and he he bounced somebody right out of that he house. He did. He bounced somebody out of the house, a and child. somebody's somebody's mom is upset with that. That's kind of the last we see of Arnold. And then Deb says that he's <laughs> heading out with Amanda, and um, they're gonna go back to her place. Um, that's just a friend of his. They're gonna eat some sandwiches and stuff. But yeah, that's a with, little bit um, her. I think it's her brother. Her brother, is also yeah, coming over to hang out. And um, but she gets a call. That she's got to go to work, so he's going to be just watching the kids for the afternoon. Although mm-hmm. before they do that, there's a little interaction that I want to bring up because she's kind of like, "Hey, what's new with you?" And he goes, uh, "Hey, did you see that new Denzel Washington movie yet?" And she goes, "Nope. Uh, know what I have seen? The Kentucky Penguin." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Ooh, what's that?" And uh, she's like, "It's an animated kids movie, but um, it's not a real movie." No. I want to ask you, Gia, the Kentucky Penguin. What would you say? What do you think the plot of the Kentucky Penguin is? Okay, if I had to guess, I would say like there's like a train for coming from where do penguins live? Like Antarctica? South Pole? South Pole. Is that Antarctica? It's coming from South Pole to like the Bronx Zoo. Oh, okay. Kind of like a Polar Express situation. Yeah, but like they, it, there's like a little accident. Nobody gets hurt, but the penguin falls out. And he thinks he's in the right place, but he's in... Yeah, but he's actually in Kentucky. Oh, my goodness. And he has to learn how to live on a farm. Do they got farms? Yeah, that's... Yeah, they probably have farms there. Yeah, they have farms. They have farms in Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe he has to learn how to make bourbon. Oh, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that's the plot of the Kentucky Penguin. I like it. Yeah. (laughs) My idea for the plot of Kentucky Penguin, it's about a penguin Mm -hmm. that's... he thinks he's a racehorse or he enters into either way he enters the into derby. the kentucky derby wow yeah it's a lot like that one movie what's that one movie actually you know i've never seen it racing stripes about a zebra that does horse racing from the early 2000s yeah, yeah. i don't know what that is either we'll just pretend that it's exactly <laughs> like that but it's yeah. a penguin and it's set in kentucky if that movie's not in kentucky and the hats are fabulous yes they are <laughs> and the mint juleps are also fabulous that's what they drink there right yeah the, did you know a mint julep was my first legal drink oh really yeah wow <laughs> like my parents came down to like take me out for my birthday and I ordered a mint julep because it, it was the only <laughs> name of a real drink that I knew. <laughs> it turns out I don't like mint julep. <laughs> You're so sweet. Thanks. Mm. So anyway, Deb's going to be watching Amanda's kids uh, for the afternoon until she can finish with whatever meeting kind of thing she's got going on. Then they're all mm-hmm. going to meet up at the apartment and eat sandwiches. Yeah. So this is his opportunity to kind of like see what it's live like out that that fantasy that he just had where, hey, maybe having kids is like really life affirming and maybe cool he and, should kind of move on in his life. Because right? yeah. he's, he's like in his early 30s. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's a full on grown up. <laughs> a full on grown up. <laughs> That's yeah. the technical term, of course. Right. Yeah. So the first thing they do, they go to the playground. It's a good time. They're playing. Yeah. There's some fun music playing. I like that. Mm-hmm. And then they decide they're going to go get some ice cream. Mm-hmm. The kids don't want to go to the ice cream place he wants to go to. He wants to go to like a cool hipster gelato place. Yeah. They want to go to a place called 16 Handles, which is a fun <laughs> pun. It is. And they've I got like, like 16 flavors that I think you go and you kind of pull the handle yourself and get some get some ice cream that way mm-hmm. there's a fun part when they're walking into the ice cream place though where the little girl as soon as she walks in she points over to oh, yeah. um some different people and she goes black lady chinese man 
<laughs> and dad's like don't yell out the name of people and their ethnicities yeah this is, that's like my nightmare scenario with the kid i'm like really nervous about something like that happening yes yeah um so they do the, they have some ice cream um the next place they stop off to they're almost back but they've got to uh, stop at the restroom yeah. Oh, you you forgot to mention oh, okay. that when they're at the ice cream place, like Dev wants to get like a cool, interesting flavor, but oh, right. the kids insist that they all get vanilla. Oh, vanilla, yeah. vanilla, <laughs> vanilla, vanilla, and they yeah. do a little dance. Yeah. So yeah. that's his sort of first indication that maybe having kids is a little bit tough. It's a little tough. Yeah. It's a little tough. <laughs> I hope that that our kid doesn't make us do things like that. I don't care what he says. I'm gonna get. I'm the getting flavor a I different want. flavor. I'm not getting vanilla. Yeah. Sorry, pal. <laughs> So afterwards, though, the little girl, she has to go to the restroom. And so they stop off at like a store or something like that. Mm-hmm. Do you want to explain that part? Yeah. So the little girl has to go to the bathroom, but she's afraid to go into the bathroom by herself. It's just like a one person bathroom. It's not like with the stalls. Um, so she wants Deb to come in the bathroom with her, which she feels awkward about. So there's like two women standing behind him in line for the restroom right um the girl right behind him she kind of has like sort of a shaved head kind of look yeah i think she has like maybe like a little leather jacket type thing on she doesn't look like a stereotypical mom and the implication is that maybe she's a lesbian yeah yeah but the woman directly behind her looks exactly like a stereotypical mom right right? she's got like the bangs and long blonde ponytail and Mm -hmm. she's got like the Kind of a button-down shirt that's yeah, open with a with shirt a little, underneath. Yeah. Um, so Dev asks the second woman, the mom-looking woman, if she would be so kind as to go into the restroom with this little girl since she's scared and he doesn't want to go in there with her. And that offends both of the women <laughs> behind him. The one is offended that he thinks she looks like a mom. The other one is offended that she that he thinks she doesn't look like a mom. So he ends up having to go into the restroom himself with this little girl. So he does apologize to both of them and then asks them to watch the little boy right. when he ducks into the bathroom <laughs> with the little girl. And, and while he's in there, it turns out she doesn't need help with anything. She's just scared to be in there alone. So he just turns around in the corner. And he makes some noise. He makes some ah. noises so that she doesn't, he, he can't hear her like right. peeing. And um, he's... He tells the girl, like, don't tell anybody I went to the bathroom with you because it's kind of weird. And she's like, I know it's weird. <laughs> so Now, is that something I, I can't recall, like, being scared to go into the bathroom necessarily. The only thing I can recall, though, is that I do remember, I don't know how old I was, but I recall, and I, I, I feel like other people in my family experienced this, too. I don't remember, but... I remember being locked in the bathroom and not being able to unlock the door in my own home, like in the house. It was one of those like locks. Not the, I love the kind where you push the button and then when you open the door to leave, it opens. You uh-huh. know? But there's the kind where you got to like twist the little thing and, it, and sometimes you have to kind of yeah. push it in a little bit if it's a little shaky. And I remember being like locked in the bathroom for a long time. I think that's a real memory. I don't fully remember. <laughs> I got locked in a bathroom at a restaurant here in town like a couple years ago that's too soon yeah and i had to um text my sister and ask her to come let me out of the bathroom and then she couldn't do it either and so she had to like get a a man to come and pull the door open because it was like stuck it was uncomfortable well at least you made it out i got out here i am i live to tell the tale 
Well, that's good. So <laughs> the next stop they make, they realize the, um, the Dev gets a text that they need to pick up some beer before mm-hmm. the uh, they meet up for the sandwiches. So they stop off at a little grocery store. Dev is with the little girl, and they're kind of looking at the beer or whatever, and mm-hmm. they're trying to figure out where, where the kid went. The other kid, Grant, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. And then they find that uh, a clerk comes up from the grocery store and says, is this kid with you? And he's like, yeah, I'm watching him. He's my friend's kid. And... Um, well, he's been, uh, he's the, he did, do you want to explain that part? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the kid pulled down his pants and then rubbed himself, rubbed, rubbed himself against on boxes of frozen waffles. Yeah. And <laughs> the clerk explains they can't sell the waffles after this. After they so, made contact with a young boy's genitals. Right. Yeah. So, uh, he's going to need Dev to buy 30 boxes of waffles. Dev does give in to, to buy them. Yeah, so. but he's not happy about it. Not he's, happy about it. His experience with the kids so far is not going great. It's not going great. And then they are, he's relieved because it's time to go back to the apartment to eat some mm-hmm. sandwiches, relax. Yeah, and their, then, mom, their mom's going to meet him there. Right. But then Grant pulls out a wallet and we're like, whose wallet is this? And it's Kyle's. He stole it from the birthday party. Yeah. So they got to go back to the birthday party now. And when they get back, it's sort of the the aftermath of the party. Right, and right. It so it's like a post-apocalyptic. It really is. Um, <laughs> like The Walking Dead or something when <laughs> right. you go back to this party. It's you like s- all the like streamers everywhere. It's just a huge mess. And you um, see Kyle, he's sitting at the table. He just looks... Completely he looks worn out. Dead inside. Yes. And, um, you know, he returns the, the wallet. Dev asks to use the restroom. They go upstairs to the restroom, and Dev and uh, Kyle are talking about, you know, like, oh, how do you do this? You know, and, and mm-hmm. Kyle says, how do, uh, how do I do this? I'm getting a divorce. You find out that his life really isn't going that great, mm-hmm. that uh, his relationship with his wife isn't going that great. Mm-hmm. And um, the stress of having a kid has been really tough on both of them and yeah he feels like his life is over (laughs) right that's rough it's very depressing you know it is very depressing (laughs) although i will say i think that uh you know because we're people that have a kid that's almost a year old Mm -hmm. they do talk about how he says that they had only been together for like six months before Mm -hmm. they had the kid I think yeah. he says that in well, there. Well, before they got pregnant. Before they got pregnant. I don't yeah. think they had the kid after six months. Well, you know, it could it's be premature. Possible, but... One night stand, premature, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. No, so, but they really hadn't been together that long and it just isn't working out at all. Yeah. And so then we kind of cut to a, another daydream sequence where Dev is just, he's he's got kids, but mm-hmm. they are just complete monsters. Yeah, he's kind of imagining more of the day that he just had. Um, but with his own kids where they're just kind of running wild, not listening to anything he says, driving him insane. And then I think that's, uh, then we kind of lead into the last scene of the episode. Mm-hmm. So the last scene of the episode, we are in back, we are in Amanda's apartment now. Mm-hmm. So cool he's ap- bringing her kids back. Right. Cool apartment as well. Yeah, it yeah. is. I think Dev uh, is like laying on the couch. Um, mm-hmm. he's, he's exhausted from this afternoon with these kids. And... Um, we see Amanda's brother uh, comes into the scene. That's mm-hmm. played by David Crumholtz. Mm-hmm. David Crumholtz from 10 Things I Hate About You. Yeah. From, uh, is he on Numbers? That show Numbers on CBS back in the day? I have no idea. I Maybe. think he was the star of that. But I know that we initially thought when we started watching the show New Girl, we thought that Nick was David Crumholtz and we... Yeah, well, I don't know if it was when we started watching it, but I think when we saw like promo things for it. Yeah. See, I get David Crumholtz, Jake Johnson, who plays Nick on New Girl, and Oscar Isaac 
Um, I get them all mixed up. Not now, but like when they first, before they're Oscar Isaac. They're a little similar looking. They're a little similar looking. Before Oscar Isaac became famous and before I realized who Jake Johnson was, I thought <laughs> I thought those were all maybe the same person. Of course, when you bit. see David Krumholtz, you're like, they don't look anything alike. <laughs> yeah. no. I think at one point there might have been similarities in the ways they looked. But, yeah, uh, things no, have gone differently for them. They really have. <laughs> yeah. um, so David Krumholtz is in there and... Um, you know they're talking. They're talking about the day they had. David Krumholtz does not have kids. I keep using his full name. I don't. I don't know. Why. I don't know his character's name. <laughs> I don't know what his character's name is. There's a lot of friends in this episode. It's hard to keep track of. Right. Yeah. And then uh, eventually Amanda comes in with the sandwiches, mm-hmm. and they uh, they look good. Mm-hmm. There's they're a like lot of good looking fancy. food in this. They're like gourmet sandwiches. They are. Yeah. By the way, this is a public service announcement. If you're gonna watch Master of None, which you should, it's a good show. But you want to have a. You want to have some like good wine on hand you also want to have some like good food on hand because they frequently like eat or talk about good food on this show well in the second season there's like a there's a whole chef character in there too yeah yeah yeah. so if you're anything like me like i get really like hangry if i'm watching something (laughs) where they're like talking about food and i don't get to eat that food so just make sure you've recently eaten something delicious when you watch this there you go or eat go something delicious while you're watching while it. you're watching you know it. Yeah, i do recall when we first it. watched this i think we ordered some pizza from romeo's pizza here in town and it was just delicious we, we made an event bin- of it we, we binge were, watched it right well but, i think we watched a couple episodes we were very excited for the release of this yeah so. i think my sister came over to watch with us it was a good it, time yeah because the whole the whole first season the whole first 10 episodes dropped at once yeah right? we watched like two or three episodes mm-hmm. that night it was a good time and so anyway they're about to eat some sandwiches but then the kids come in and mm-hmm. they have made some sandwiches as well yeah so this is kind of like a sweet moment with the it, with the kids it is like they're kind of redeeming themselves they, they acted like monsters for they most did. of the episode but they um they made a sandwich for their mom it's peanut pe- butter lettuce and and, and ketchup mm-hmm. mm. yeah yeah and so their mom thinks it's really sweet they made this for her so she's going to eat their sandwich instead of this fancy parmesan sandwich and dev does not partake in no. the lettuce peanut butter even though they made him one too which was nice of them <laughs> that was very nice yeah but he's like i i think i'm gonna go with this other yeah. one the good one what so, would you do in that situation oh i would eat the nice sandwich. i mean the nice sandwich i would pretend to take a couple bites of the other one but i would not i'm not it. sure i would even pretend <laughs> i would say no thank you i don't want that that doesn't sound good it kind of reminds me of um the show John and Kate Plus 8, which I used to watch before their lives went to hell. Sure. but <laughs> I, I did not but, used to watch it. <laughs> I know. But I remember they had like, if you don't know the show John and Kate Plus 8, it's a reality show on TLC with this couple that had six. They had sex toplets and also two other kids. So they've got like eight kids and it was their whole lives. But they had a rule that you don't eat anything that the kids made. Oh. And I think that that's a good rule. I have that, that rule <laughs> uh, with my students. Yeah. 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 I think that's. <laughs> no, thanks. Well, that's I accept smart. it, but uh, I don't usually eat homemade things. I remember there was like a year <laughs> when you had, you like sent me a picture of like four apples on your desk, like four kids that actually brought you apples. Like, well, I think they, they got were, it at like, lunch. They were giving them out at, at yeah. lunch. That and was the kids exciting. Didn't want them. It's such a cliche, but uh, hey, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take an it, apple. I'm not going to eat it, but I'll put it on my desk. Yeah. But that was a good t- takeaway from John and Kate plus eight. Don't eat anything that kids made. Okay. So <laughs> Deb decides to not eat the kids' sandwich. He eats and the, good eat sandwich. the good sandwich. Which to me was like a metaphor for him deciding like, 
I don't think kids are for me. Don't think I need kids right yeah, now. Yeah, at least not right now. Yeah. yeah. And that, and then the music hits, uh, the music I think that was playing at the playground earlier, actually, some fun music. Mm-hmm. And then the credits come on. And then before you know it, boom, Netflix is on to the next episode. But that's <laughs> that's the uh, that's the end of the episode there. Yeah. And um, that's episode one of Master of None. So real quick, let's say a few things here. Well, not real quick. We got some more things to talk about. But I will say real quick, because it's all needs to be said, is that we recommend watching this show. Yeah. It's good. I do have some uh, reservations with recommending it, though, at first, at least. Um, when I when we first watched those first few episodes, I felt like... So there was... We mentioned this, I think, in an earlier episode of the podcast, that around this time, 2015 or so, there was mm-hmm. a lot of shows that were comedies, but they weren't funny. And it's yeah. not that this is not a funny pilot. I think it was funnier yeah. on my second or third watching of it, mm-hmm. um, but... My first watching of it, I felt like it might have started to fall into that category of a depressing comedy. Because that scene yeah. with Kyle when he's talking about his marriage falling apart, it's, you know, it's emotional. It's not yeah. funny when I he's mean, talking about yeah, it. Yeah, it, it paints a pretty bleak picture of, like, having kids. Yeah. This episode does. So <laughs> I was a little worried this was going to be one of those sad comedies. Yeah. It doesn't end up being that at all. No. It's definitely, I mean, it's definitely emotional and it's, yeah, it's, it's like, it's, um, it's life, diverse in what it's talking about. Life is complex and so is this show. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think, I think the tone changes from episode to episode. Yeah. That's something that's really cool about this show, I think, is that, you know, it is just like, it's 10 episodes a season. They all drop at once on Netflix. And so it has like a cool storytelling approach where every episode is very different they like kind of pick a topic and they um the episode like explores that from like a different approach they're not all the same type of episode like there's an episode that's totally focused on characters who are not the main characters of the show you see the main characters for like a second and then you see just some secondary characters for the rest of the episode and there's another episode that's I think almost entirely in Italian, and it's in black and white. Yeah, so and that's in the second season, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and that kind of ties in. There's a quote from Aziz Ansari where he was talking about a potential season three of Master of None because mm-hmm. there's two seasons out right now, and season two came out, I think, a couple years ago now at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, I just feel like, and this is from an interview in GQ, I just feel like I've said a lot, especially if you look at it, instead of two seasons of a TV show, as like seven movies. I mean, those two seasons are really personal and it's a lot of content, a lot of ideas. Now I need a minute, now I need a minute to refill my notebook. My life has not progressed enough for me to write season three yet. So, you Mm -hmm. know, this idea that they're all sort of like movies, I think that really rings true. Yeah, and I think he's taking kind of like a Larry David, Curb Your Enthusiasm approach to this show where it's like, I'll. I'll do it when I feel like doing it. I like that approach a lot. I think so, yeah. Because Curb Your Enthusiasm, the most recent season, fantastic. And that show's been on since I've been in like maybe middle school or like freshman in high school. I mean, Mm -hmm. technically it hasn't been on every year, but it's going strong still, which is really cool. Yeah, it's cool when the, the people who are making a show are allowed to kind of take control over it and that they're not like pushed to make episodes because this is like the deadline to to make them we have to do this and it's more like they're like well now we feel ready we have stories to tell so we're going to tell them yeah i think that's really cool yeah that's something you get on something like like hbo or like netflix that Mm -hmm. you don't get on like nbc or something right like we have 22 episodes that you have to make once a year you know right 
Some other things I want to talk about on this show, just some of the other actors that are in there. One character that we didn't talk about because he's not in this episode, but he's sort of a major character. But, you know, a lot of the characters show up just from time to time. But Mm -hmm. um, you've got uh, Brian uh, Chang is the character's name, and it's played by Kelvin Yu. And uh, just kind of on Wikipedia, mentioned that Brian Chang is sort of the on-screen version of the co-creator Alan Yang, Mm -hmm. which is a fun little wordplay on the name there. And um, so similar to how Dev is Aziz's on-screen personality. So you got him in there. Uh, We mentioned before that he co-created Forever on Amazon, which has a similar kind of structure, Mm -hmm. not overall, because it's a kind of a... You know, it's a plot that kind of on goes throughout yeah, all the episodes, linear. but there is one episode that stands out mm-hmm. as uh, focusing on two characters that are completely different. And that episode is so good. It's so good. There was another show we watched recently that did that too, and I'm I can't remember what it was where know. they focused on some totally different characters. So that's like something you'll you'll see popping Not up sure. here and there in shows. I feel like Master of None was maybe the first one to do it. It could have been. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, it feels like a groundbreaking show in some ways. It does. With their storytelling approach. Some other characters that we didn't get a chance to talk about because they're not in this episode either um, are the characters that, that the people that play Aziz's parents in the show are mm-hmm. actually his parents. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. It's really fun because they're not great actors, but you know, they, they do kind of act how parents act yeah like it's, that it's endearing parents i really like them in this yeah show. they're 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 just they're fun yeah they're adorable and <laughs> i think i remember when he was doing some interviews uh and press for the show i think his dad is like a working doctor i'm not sure what kind of doctor he is but like he's an actual doctor mm-hmm. and i think he plays a doctor in the show yeah, as well yeah so that's mm-hmm. kind of cool yeah. um some other things to talk about too you know just the the reviews of the show from when it came out one thing I don't, you know, I don't often use Rotten Tomatoes to look at TV reviews, but mm-hmm. um, but on Rotten Tomatoes it has a hundred percent. Yeah, both seasons have a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and that's pretty, pretty cool. Impressive. And it's certified fresh, and it's based on sixty-four reviews for the first season at least. So it is, you know, like positive reviews all around there. Um, and I uh, read a review um, about season one from IndieWire as well, and and there's a quote from it here. It says. On another show, grouping three dudes, one white guy, an Indian, and an Asian American, and one black woman might feel like a business decision made to reach as many target demographics as possible. But here, each person has a distinct voice and a strong personality that push past any doubt to their place in this reality. This is New York. This is the great American melting pot. This is the dream. This is, even more so, Dev's reality. And it's just nice to be a part of it. I thought mm-hmm. that was a pretty good quote. You know, yeah. kind of captured the, the spirit of the show. Yeah, and they kind of addressed that that concept head on in in a future episode where they're where dev is like auditioning for roles and um, oh yeah another one of his friends who's indian is also auditioning for for roles but it's like only one of them can get the part on the show right and dev brings up why can't there be two why can't there (laughs) be two indian characters or two minority characters um and he is kind of changing that reality with his own show which is really cool i think that's really cool yeah and um what else do we want to say about the show here yeah i really like aziz i'm sorry i know we said it before he's on parks and recreation we saw him do stand up last fall yeah i think we mentioned in our parks and rec episode that he was like the breakout star for us oh yeah definitely part of of a show that's really got a fantastic cast he's one who stood out to us speaking of parks and recreation also uh, a character 
from Parks and Recreation, who he also worked on the show as well. He's a small character on Parks and Recreation. I think he's one of the animal control people. But uh, Harris Whittles, mm-hmm. uh, the actor and, and writer and producer who has passed away uh, over mm-hmm. the, uh, a few years ago. And he was a good friend of Aziz Ansari. I think you read on Wikipedia that he was the original choice for playing Arnold. Or at yeah. least one of the potential choices yes, for playing Arnold. Yeah, so um, just wanted to... Shout out to Harris Whittles on there. I think he's a co-producer on season one as well. I think right. he passed away in 2014, and this was released in 2015. So, mm-hmm. um, he's somebody who he's worked with, you know, on Parks and Recreation and that sort of thing. And I believe that uh, Kelvin, what did I say? Uh, not Kelvin Wu, but uh, Alan Yang. Uh, Kelvin Wu is the actor. Alan <laughs> Yang is the uh, the Inspiration creator. For the character and right. The creator, I think yeah. he worked on Parks and Recreation as well. And yeah. I'm pretty sure that the show Forever was co-created with somebody who also worked on Parks and Recreation as mm-hmm. well. So that Parks and Rec crew, they're just Went out there great doing great things. Is that that maybe was one of like the biggest kind of shows just spawning all these great stars and things yeah. like that, you know? I mean, I know it was our first episode we talked about it, but my gosh, you got Chris Pratt who's an A-list movie star. You mm-hmm. got to Retta is on that show Good Girls that's on NBC, oh, yeah. which got is the second season I think is out now. So mm-hmm. you know, man, that's that's good stuff. Yeah, Nick Offerman is doing a bunch of puzzles on Instagram with oh, is uh, he? his wife Megan Mullally. Oh, that's yeah, nice. they They're- do they do puzzles and then they take a picture of themselves posed as whatever is in the puzzle. And They're they fun. Post it. He's yeah. touring too. I think he's got a tour coming through doing some uh, yeah. some of his uh, stand up and humorism humorism he's a <laughs> humorist yeah he's and we saw him perform a few years definitely ago. yeah well hey that was fun i love talking about these shows Me too. it's a good time we've been focusing a lot on shows that we really like and um I, and we're gonna be doing that i think for a little while eventually we may kind of do reviews of shows that you know we've never seen before we'll mm-hmm. watch them and put our review out there um but uh next week will be another show that, that we love uh new girl yeah, yeah, who's that girl? Oh, it's Jess. It's Jess. <laughs> it's Jess. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's Jess. So we'll be talking about New Girl. Speaking of Jake Johnson, mentioned him earlier. He's on that. Yeah. That's a fantastic show. So um, tune in next week. We'll be talking mm-hmm. about New Girl. That episode will drop on Monday. Yeah, and, and um, that's uh, available to stream on Netflix. On Netflix. And um, you can follow us. It would be fantastic if you followed us on Facebook at mm-hmm. you, Me, and TV. If you followed us on Twitter at you, Me, and TV Pod. Or if you followed us on Instagram at you, Me, and TV podcast or please give us a review on itunes give us one of them five star reviews put a little Mm -hmm. comment in there oh my gosh that'd be fantastic yeah i would do it myself but i can't remember my apple id can't remember apple id oh well hey and if you're listening to the podcast comment on one of our posts or something like that we (laughs) want to know who you are because we're getting some listens i have no idea outside of our family i don't know maybe it's our facebook friends who knows who knows but i love it i hope i hope you're enjoying it we're having a fun time yeah so anyway hey uh that that's you me and tv and uh we'll be back next week talking about new girl so uh until then uh, bye. bye.